Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Okay, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Angel with Spirit Talk Radio. I'm so excited. I love getting guests from all over the community, and I've got probably my fourth guest that I've pulled in from across what I I like to say across the pond. I've got (laughs) a lovely guest here from, are you actually from uh, the UK? Are you from? Yes, I'm from the UK and I'm based in Wimbledon. So most people know where I am because we get the weather forecast for two weeks of the year. (laughs) Yes, yes, everybody knows Wimbledon, right? Well, welcome, 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 Joanne. So I would love to give you an opportunity Uh, Joanne Groves, correct? To let people know who you are and what you do. Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on. It's great to to meet your guests as well. Um, So yes, what about me? I was always the person that liked to entertain people. You know, I was probably the, my friend's friend who wanted to say, come and come and chat to these guys with me. And that sort of led into acting as it does. Um, So I was an actress for a while. And uh, while being an actress, I realized I needed to take care of myself and I couldn't afford to actually become a member at a gym. So I thought, you know, laterally, I'll get a job and I'll go and be a receptionist. And that didn't work out so well for me because it was the hours were long. And I thought, you know what, I could do that group exercise thing. I can make people happy when they're exercising. And that really started my love of the fitness industry. And as time went on, I started to prefer that. And as nobody wanted to make me famous as an actress, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make it as a <laughs> as, as a group exercise and personal trainer. And I absolutely loved it. It gave me my opportunity to perform, but it also brought um, that opportunity to give the gift of movement to people. And uh, that, to me, became my passion. Um but it all went a bit wrong when one day I was out running and I had a, a small baby and that was my sanity. You know, if you've had kids, you know, you need those moments to get out there and pound. And all of a sudden I felt this pain in my knee and I suddenly realized that my body wasn't this kind of superhero piece of equipment that I perhaps thought it was. And not only that, it sent me into absolute confusion because I didn't understand how I could be injured because I had been doing everything that the industry had told me that I should be doing. Uh, I went from physio to doctor and turned out I had a little bit of osteoarthritis, uh, but also a meniscus injury. And that was the turning point for me because it was the first time that I actually started to get a little bit more curious and ask why this had happened and what was the information that I should be trusting Uh, and so that coincided with meeting a company called Faster and they helped give me the tools to question the research 
you know, when I was, when my degree was acting, we just, you know, got dressed up in great outfits. There was no critical reasoning going on whatsoever. Just does this match, sweetie? (laughs) (laughs) This lipstick, the right lipstick for what you're trying to say. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, You know, does the hair match with this character? Um, But but that that was great because that gave me that passion. And I also at that point started to see that there was a lot of mixed information out there. And as I progressed through with my curiosity and looking at the information that we had, I started to realize that obviously everything is evidence based. And now if you're in the fitness industry, everyone says, well, this is evidence based. Well, you know, my dad told me that Father Christmas was real and that's evidence based. It was just based on what he thought. Um, And so I realized there were different levels of evidence. And also it's not as easy as that either because we're not those brilliant PhDs. Well, I'm not. I'm not one of those academic PhDs that comes up with this amazing idea and then, right, I'm going to test it and hopefully somebody else will retest it. Um, I have to rely on those people. But uh, what I was taught was a process um, and I love sharing that with people. So, um, yes, it's not as difficult as I thought it was. It's actually quite accessible. And there are some amazing, lovely academic people out there that just sort of put their arm around me and said, you got this, Joe. You know, come on, you can do it. What I love about it is that, um, you know, I I came from the fitness industry and um, I was actually a trainer. And it was funny because I laugh because I'm a dancer and stuff. And I was, you know, out of work because of the financial crash back in in 2007 and I and I hobbled my way into the fitness industry doing a dance class you know a dance group class and um I had so many followers that the general managers pulled me in like you need to be a trainer I knew nothing about training and I look back on it like was like the worst trainer I was popular I made a lot of money but it was horrible because I didn't have this uh core um information And I didn't get taught that because they didn't really care. They just kind of threw me out there. It wasn't until I started kind of ministering to myself that it started to improve. And what I love about what you were saying is like you took this on, like I've got to deal with me and you started learning stuff. And then you turn this out to other people, which is, which is amazing because it's not only a different kind of understanding, because it's like you've experienced it, but that's where the passion comes from too, right? Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier, you know, with the the flip with COVID, because um, we had a lot of trainers prior to COVID that were in gyms and in the parks, and then all of a sudden they had to be online. And so we really developed this hybrid model. And those trainers that had been just given, right, well, with this piece of kit, you do these 32 exercises and it's all very, you know, um, cookie cutter approach. It was really difficult for them. And that's not their fault. That's not their fault. It's because they've not been given the tools to go, hey, do you know what? It doesn't matter whether it's a dumbbell, a barbell, a broom handle or a tea towel. If you know biomechanics and you know which forces you're aligning to create that movement, whether you're assisting or resisting, then you can create an experience for someone, which kind of brought me back full circle to my acting days, because what I loved was you could get people in a theater and 
you can change the emotion that someone's having. Now, you can't guarantee what feeling they're getting. We, we don't know that. But we know that all of those people in the theatre have changed their emotion and they go on this journey with you throughout that performance. And what I realised was using the science to underpin it, you could actually deliver it in a way that someone comes out of a session going, oh, my God, that was amazing. And that doesn't matter whether it's in the park, whether it's online or whether it's in a gym. If you've got that ability to connect with that person, know how they like to feel at a particular time, at a particular moment, then you can create that journey. And so uh, starting to bring those together is the sweet spot for me. Oh, I love that. And why I love that is because it's almost like, like you're playing this role of, um, I'm playing the role of a, of, a, of a health trainer and coming at you to help you get to the other side and keeping you engaged because a lot of them, they're not engaging, especially like, um, I call it angry fitness. It's like the, the CrossFit are like, ah, and they're like growling and biting on metal. And, and when you go there and there are some people, that's great. For other people, they see it and like, oh my God, that's scary. So yeah. it has to be inviting if you want to affect the people who probably need it more than anybody else, right? Absolutely. I remember going back to years ago when I used to teach spin in the city and the first row of bikes were all the people with all the gear. I mean, they would come in 15 minutes early just to change the pedals. I'm like, you're indoors. Like, really? You know, oh, I mean, the helmet job. on. <laughs> <laughs> like they're racing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that some of the trainers would say, I'm so intimidated because they know more than I do about cycling. And I'm like, that front note row don't need you. You know, you, you look at the back row. That's where they need you. You know, um, those people are going to be there every week showing you how good they are. And that's awesome. Create the magic for them. That's fine. But nurture those ones that that need us. And so that's where I really wanted to bring the do we really need to scare people? You know, can we change the language that we use and make it more positive? So by just reassessing the words that I was using, I used a lot of words like tight and weak and dysfunctional and corrective and then I, I sat down and thought if I was to write this in a list of does this make me feel positive about myself or a little bit rubbish if you tell me I'm dysfunctional weak <laughs> tight I'm getting angry and angrier and I'm being tricked that might just be my my upbringing but anyway that's the way I feel about it so I wanted to be aware of what I saw on my clients faces because it's always contextual you know, you might love it if I say you're really tight, Angel. <laughs> like, good. Uh, yeah, more. You know, like yeah. I said, there's people that that's that's who they are. You know, and I I've I I I see those people. I know those people. I've worked with those people. And sometimes, you know, working in fitness is different. I I have this mix of I've come from corporate America. Same. So I'm here in Silicon Valley. I've worked at Oracle, all that stuff. Where we have meetings, we come together, we go offsite. But when you're in fitness, the meeting is like a workout first. And they actually yeah. drive me crazy because it's never, nobody ever wanted to do a dance class. I'm like, yeah, let's dance. And they're like, no, we're going to grab things. And we're going to like growl and jump up and down. And it would intimidate me. I would find myself trying to go late to meetings so I wouldn't have to do the workout. And, I, and one day I had that epiphany. It's like, I work here and I feel this way. How do the people feel that are coming here, right? 
that's that's crazy isn't it it you is know, because we want it to be an, an inviting place and that's what I love about dance particularly dance um instructors that make it fun and embrace like you know I, I remember a dance teacher at school just saying to me if you're going to do it wrong Joe, do it wrong well you know <laughs> really go the wrong direction own that you know um yeah because it doesn't matter if you're if you're moving and ultimately that is what we all want is we all want to get people moving more it's movement that is going to give us a better quality of life and reduce mortality and so I can't for me um I'm not going to be giving my clients static planks and getting them to you know not lie really, around for ages not really moving around doing that are you <laughs> not much there, you know if if you like sit-ups, go for it. I mean, they give me the um, the flashbacks of dance school when you we used to do it to the beat of a drum and it was doom, 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 and you just have to do all the crunches to all of that. And I never got a six pack. Um, I was gutted, uh, but. <laughs> you need a six pack though. I mean. No, no. Well, I quite liked eating, you know, and being happy. <laughs> I, I believe in the happiness of life too. Yes, that's why I'm the, I agree with you 100%. I have this funny thing I say because I'm really into horror movies and zombie movies. And I'm, I always say, you just have to be able to get away from the zombies. You don't have to be yeah. able to fly like Superman. You just have to be able to get away from them. That's all you have to be able to do. Absolutely. So what's your favorite um, horror zombie movie? So I was uh, was a Walking Dead fan. I really like it, but it's it's it, they had their last episode. But I'm a classic girl. I love Night of the Living Dead. That's my favorite zombie movie because yeah. I love how um, George Romero created this um, dichotomy of social. This what was happening in our in our communities with the with the with the black star and and he was a hero. It's just people miss that message. A lot of times today we make movies it's about how gory can we make it yeah back then we didn't have technology they had to actually like write and act <laughs> they didn't have special effects and all that kind of stuff so that's my favorite it's always been my favorite and you know always will be my favorite we've had some really fun stuff that come out I like the comedy of Return of the Living Dead as well that came out I think yes. in the 80s. that one's a lot of fun and then Shaun of the Dead is always going to be up there in my top oh. five <laughs> I, do, I do love Shaun of the Dead. I love all of his movies. My Simon Pegg is my, my yes. favorite. And as a yes. Trekkie, when he, they, they tapped him to play Scotty, I was like, yes, because I love Simon Pegg. I do. He's amazing. He got me talking about my favorite stuff. So I'm going to point this out because I recognize this, is that you probably are really good at making your clients comfortable, aren't you? I enjoy that. I think it's an art that we can always um enhance and keep working on because it's if you get somebody who's scared because I noticed how you did that you're like oh talk to me about this I could as you were talking to me I could see you working with a client and maybe he or she is looking down at the weight you're like we're going to do this many of this and they get a look on their face and then you just kind of tap in and start talking to them about their puppy or their job or whatever so as you become their partner in fitness not just the trainer but you're like part of their life oh absolutely um and one of the things that I do to actually help with that, strangely, I've just got to let, talking of puppies, my little doggy has just oh, heard my husband. So where's the, where's the puppy? What kind of puppy? Oh my goodness. Um, she's one today. Uh, she's a schnoodle and her oh, name's Lula. A schnoodle. So what is a schnoodle? She's part schnauzer and oh, part okay. poodle. I didn't even know they existed, but there we go. 
Um, <laughs> Careful um, saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I started doing improv actually because what that was teaching me, I was doing it for fun, but I started to notice that in order to be able to be in a scene with someone, you're not just listening to what they say, you're, you're listening to absolutely everything. You're, you're listening to the change in shape of their body, uh, their spatial awareness towards you, the speed of their breath, um, you know, everything is always giving you information. So if I do say to my client, now we're going to do burpees and they go, yeah, great. All right. <laughs> I'm, just away from I'm so excited. <laughs> I know that that's not their happy place, but it doesn't oh, mean we right. might not go there. It just might be, it might be in the part of the the horror movie, which where it's really dark, you know, and and then we've got to overcome those demons to get to the Ooh. new world. Sometimes <laughs> you got to do what you don't want to do. That's 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 very true. Um, so I have this thing I wrote down where you're like, I I, I called you the coach's coach because it's not just about training people for you it's also about mentoring and growing and develop trainers so they can be better at what they do is that a fair statement absolutely um I did notice that um I've been fortunate enough to work with some amazing men that have mentored me and helped me but I've also experienced having to shout my corner louder than any guy would have to just because I'm talking about whether it's research or whatever it is and I realized that if I who actually was quite confident and quite you know ready to go yay uh what about those other people that weren't and so I saw that there were a lot of women that weren't able to do that and I wanted to create a safe space not just a space where we all go, oh, you're lovely. Um, I still want us to push each other and challenge each other. And I think I mentioned you before to remain curious, you know, uh, to constantly question, why do you think that? You know, what what makes you think that? What underpins that? And and to to push forward. So I started setting up a female only fitness group on Facebook to do that, and. You know, it's great if you're a Pilates trainer, pre or postnatal, but I also wanted people to be able to say, yeah, I, I teach biomechanics. I teach the science, you know, and have that that space. Um, and I think also having been the actress that potentially uh, maybe did sort of say to myself, you're an imposter. You know, you you never you never pulled apart research papers in your degree. You know, when I had that, it made me feel like I wasn't worthy. Um, and actually, when I did speak to these academics, they were actually pretty impressed that I tried to do it on my own. And they were really, really supportive. Uh, but I think that gave me that empathy for people that didn't perhaps find that side of training a client easy. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to go into mentoring and presenting. And that gives me an opportunity to use all my creating skills as well. To the importance of having a mentor uh, today, because it's different today. You, you spoke about, you know, the pandemic and, you know, it was wild. We went from 
everybody's going to the to the marina and doing a, an obstacle course to go home and stay in your house. We're all going to die. Don't do anything. We had all these fitness instructors trying to make a living and yeah. have to pivot. And some of them are still struggling with that. And you uh, have have this 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 area of of, of um, success. How different would it have been for you if you would have had that mentor that you're speaking about? Um, those people that have had a mentor have definitely found it much easier because, you know, you can have more than one mentor as well to help in different areas. Uh, but just to be able to say, you know, the pain points that you're having, um, whether that is, you know, getting referrals, um, you know, that there's a lot of people then go, oh, you've got to spend all your money on marketing. Well, it's great to have marketing in place, but if your product isn't there, it's like using a filter on, um, you know, TikTok or, or on a dating app. If you do get the date, you're not going to get the repeat date because you don't look anything like on the filter. And if you don't give someone that experience that makes them feel the way they want to feel in that session, and three days afterwards. So, you know, if they're the person that uh, wants to feel doms when they walk down the stairs, you need to know how to eccentrically get into that hip and load it in all three planes through flexion, adduction and internal rotation. You need to know that. Um, but in the same light, if you've got somebody who's experienced back pain, maybe they've experienced something like sciatica, the last thing you want to do is eccentrically load that glute. You want to make sure that you're off that uh, and they wake up the next day thinking, oh, that was great. And they they trust. And so building those that trust with your client. And I think just having a mentor to to talk to, to question what you're doing, to help you just put it into simple steps and a simple process that you can follow. Um, and one of the courses that I run is 12 weeks long, but you get to come back as many times as you like uh, and you never pay twice. So once you're in, you're uh, in. Lifetime access. I yeah. love that. So you get, so you get the group access uh, and that's great because then you get, yes, you get me as a mentor, but you also get everybody else on the group. And it's amazing how much, sharing within that group people can support and help each other um and you know if you've been training a week then you've been training six days longer than the person that's only been training for a day so everybody has a gift that they can share with somebody else uh and, and so that community really really helps I love that because you know you you first of all you demonstrated your knowledge really really well um it was exciting to hear you talk about you know, the things that you need to know as a trainer, but you also talk about the things you need to know as a business person, because there's the business of doing business and yeah, yeah marketing. Yeah. You need to know how to manage your money, you know, come incoming revenue, outgoing expenses. You need to know all that stuff, but there's the soft skills. Cause you could take a class. If nothing else, there's a lot of material. You can buy QuickBooks. You could take a class, but marketing um, how to get your product out there, how to build a brand, how to build programming that makes you excited so that yeah. even if it's seven o'clock in the morning and you're tired today, you're still going to get up and do it. That's yeah. the hard stuff, isn't it? Knowing your, knowing your worth and being able to charge for it. As oh, well. God, yes. 
you know, okay. not to be afraid of that. Oh, so I'm um, X dollars, is that, is that good? <laughs> no, not, having to, not having to do that, you know, where you're yeah. like, how much it is and be okay with that. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of trainers do put themselves into, I'm this out an hour. Um, and one of the things I say is that you offer a service. Yeah. You know, so in that service. And so really it's about getting to know your client, uh, you know, what their requirements are and what service would you recommend that they have? What can you oh, give them okay. in order to help that? And then the, the, the budget isn't so important because it's for what budget have you got in order for that to happen? So you can see me three times a week or you can see me once every six weeks because the budget there and then that puts it back on the onus back on to the client on how do they value their health and their experience so so good that value statement conversation is like the basics of really fine-tuning a sales process from the heart because you're talking about what you can do and so I you know there's always this concept even as a healer or as a coach like I can't really do a lot for you in one session you know I can you can taste me and see what my skills are but if you come to me I gotta lose 60 pounds I have lower back pain I got this that and the other and then I had this one session with you and now everything's great that's not how it works is it no no, one squat never changed anything, did it, really? <laughs> oh, man. But if it crazy. was a squat that made you laugh and made you feel amazing because you connected with a person, you want to go back and do it again. And that's the key. You know, I always say to my clients, the most important thing is you can know your reps, you can know your sets, you can know the, the load that you're doing. Not that muscles actually count, so I do say, don't worry, you know, the muscle won't say, ah, you did 13 reps there, not 12. Um, but <laughs> they'll know how you made them feel. And that's the key. Yeah. You make them feel. Yeah. And being a woman in fitness, um, you spoke a little bit about it. You know, how hard is that? And when your competition, it's all these ripped guys getting on, you know, TikTok, I'm Joe the trainer and I'm going to teach you how to get ripped and we're gonna lie how do you compete with that how how did you get to where you are now having to navigate through all of that I mean it is it is still there but as I said there are some incredible people out there as well um that do let that ego go um but I think it's also focus on your clients is always the key because if you're worrying about xyz in the club who's you know flexing his muscles then you're not thinking about your clients so my thing was don't give way to haters you know just delete just get rid of don't it it's not worth your time uh, and focus on the people in front of you uh, whether that's your client whether that's your students um, and also something that I've had to learn to do is you know if you do get positive feedback we tend to sort of gloss over that. Well, we certainly do over this end of the pond. Um, and so I've started to say to people, no, 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 no. You, you, you frame that, you know, you put that in a book. So if you are having those moments of imposter syndrome, you go back and you can have a look. Um, but also I think where you come to what we were talking about curiosity, if you are open and you remove your ego 
Um, it's not always easy. <laughs> In the past, I thought I was like a mini Jesus fixing people and I had to get over that. Uh, and But if we can continue to question, and for me, that is about looking at the research and trying to look at the balance of quality research. That means that I'm no longer emotionally attached to any specific technique or any specific guru. Um, and so that way, if I learn to ask a better question, I'll get a different answer. So over the time, it's not so much that the science has changed, but I've developed my skills in the questions that I can ask, and that's given me new information. Um, and so if we can do that, then when anybody does say, why did you even do that exercise? I go, well, because of X, Y, Z um, and these papers. But if I've missed something, you know, feel free to um, correct me or help me out. And that does tend to distill those that want to shout. <laughs> that, is, that is beautiful. You have this, this conversation um, where you talk about the difference between opinion and fact. And, and that is probably the best thing because people challenge and they don't challenge you because you suck. They challenge you out of this, this thing you call curiosity. And they're also having to decide, you know, it costs money to work with people, no matter what it is, whether you're going to the store to buy some chicken or you're going to work with somebody on their service, you got to pull out your credit card or your wallet and pay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. And yeah. so it's great when you can come back with fact, number one, number two, right? You got the comfort. Number three, you feel confident, right? You feel confident Absolutely. in your process, right? Yeah. And I think uh, actually giving people the tools to go and have a look at the research and be aware of how you can evaluate that research gives them those tools too. So I'm never telling someone you should train your client like this. No, what I'm saying is what does your client want? Find out their goal. And then we look at looking at the research and we allow that to underpin the next steps. So they've always got that and they go, oh, well, I do that because of this, but they've done it. It's not me telling them. I'm just guiding them from the side, giving them those tools to work with. So, you know, as you look at um, the world where it is today and you have, you know, I want to be a trainer and I want to have a virtual business. What kind of advice would you have for me as a new trainer? As a new trainer, I would say get yourself involved with a community and a community that is willing to share where they get their level of evidence from. Uh, because if you're with a group of people that won't and they just tell you what to do, that would be a red flag. Um, another red flag to me would be if uh, the educator says, well, according to Dr. So-and-so, uh, because that's the fallacy of just because they're a doctor doesn't mean you can't be curious. Um, you know, uh, yes, it's got a, it's got its weight and opinions are important. Everybody's opinion has value and is important. Uh, but if it's used in a way that is trying to claim status that uh, is you know, is more valuable than your opinion, say, then run a mile. So surround yourself by a community of people that will support you, but will equally challenge you and push you to remain curious. That curious, that curiosity is part of the desire to be of service. It's, it's like part of the values because you're always looking for something more. Yes. 
because there always has to be so if you work with me for a year and I've you've made me strong and my abs are strong for the most part but you know that there needs more and you can't figure it out you got to go figure it out yeah because you're caring about where I go and so what kind of um organizations I know you have a couple of organizations that you belong to that you you are uh, affiliated with why don't you talk to us about about that so we have um, a female fitness trainers which is a Facebook group uh, that's a free group to join we have lots of seminars and master classes through that um, I'm also uh, an educator presenter for faster health and fitness uh, that's where I run my education programs and mentorships and then I present globally and so I would definitely recommend if anybody's listening here from the states to uh, check out idea um, health and fitness they have some fantastic conventions um, they've got their website with educational components as well. Uh, we've got Idea World coming up in Los Angeles in July. That's a great place to go because you'll learn so much from all of the other delegates, uh, all of the presenters, all there together. All of us presenters are learning from each other. All of us delegates, you know, I I learn something from every person I train and work with we're always constantly learning and evolving so surround yourself by good people um but as i said curious not cynical but question, question. yeah yeah so yeah it's so um important i think that a, a lot of people especially when they're first either first coming out or they're locked in their own little story because they've been doing this for so long they people don't realize how really cool and powerful it is to connect because I've been to some of these conventions by nature of just from because I was in the marketing department at a fitness company and it's so cool to watch all the professionals running around talking to each other they haven't seen each other for they hug it's like a family it is yes it's like a family and then when you are stuck and you have these this connection now you got somebody to pick up the phone and call or text and say hey man this this and this make making you a better resource for your clients right and I think from what you're saying there as well, that sort of really hits on that, that whole point of with social media now, we do have that opportunity to connect. Yes. Like I saw your post and I connected and we messaged. And but it's that bit. Take it that bit further. You know, if you do meet someone, connect with them, but follow it up with a phone call. You know, people actually really love that. Um, you know get back to those sort of old roots and just actually you know because you wouldn't walk into a party and go hey I'm Joe and Joe I'm I'm a trainer you know and I can't stand that there are people that come onto our Facebook group and they just want to sell me their product immediately and I'm like no no you have to come in and give value and see how you can help other people and from that you'll make the best friends and they will be the people that support you and they'll remind you when your outfit that you're wearing doesn't quite look right <laughs> that is that is tribal knowledge what you're speaking about right there it's like a lost art because mm -hmm. we have all this electronics we used to have to work at relationship building we used to have to go to little network connection meetings at places and say yeah. hi to people hand our business card send them a thank you for inviting us and then they schedule a phone call to get to know them take a tour of their bit we just have to work at building a relationship and yeah. i've gotten that too i've been bombarded where people just send me a, an instant message on facebook i saw your post 
let's get together. This is my information. When you want to, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, what about, what about the heart? Where's the heart? Yeah. And I, I think I missed that. I think I missed that a lot. And then I think, uh, I think we need to get that back. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one of my highlights actually through lockdown was um, I put on a seminar and I'd never done anything like that before. So it was a weekend and I was really fortunate that um, I had some presenters from the States that helped me out and some presenters from the UK, um, you know, and I'm here in my my little office room with the kids in other rooms and all of this mayhem going on as it was. Um, so it was new to me, but it wasn't a massive group of people. I think we had about 35 people. Um, but by the end of the day, oh, the connections were incredible. And one girl just said to me that, uh, to everybody, she just said that this is the best experience she'd had and that she'd been in the fitness industry for three years and she'd never had or felt the support of other people like she had felt in that day. And that it just almost brought tears to my eyes because I thought that's what it's all about. You know, I would love that to be filled by hundreds and hundreds of people. But do you know what? If that room and that um, live then help those people then it's all worth it it's all worth it that's that's really cool because that's that's the the hard part is is building that building that connection and teaching people how the importance of that especially if you're affecting their lives like yeah. a trainer you gotta be connected you can't you, there's no false there's no false view with the with being, a, with being a trainer and you talk about truth a lot you know what's true in fitness and what's maybe not so true, yeah. <laughs> not so true. Talk to us about that a little bit. Well, I think, you know, in, in my time, I've done a lot of things that I wouldn't do now. Um, and so, you know, and at that time, it was probably my truth and the level that I was at, you know, um, but I didn't really question anything back then. Um, and so I think now I'm a little bit more, uh, as I said, you know, I will spot a red flag, you know, that, oh, there's obvious things that are out there that we think, well, really, you know, that gets rid of fat in that or, you know, those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus because I think it's really important that there are certain things that I wouldn't do with a client per se because of the research that I've now read. Does it mean I would never do those things at all training a client? No. And the reason is because uh, I'm training a person. And so even though I might know the research, I might be thinking, I don't need this person to be doing that thing in the session. But let's just say um, they want to lose body fat and they believe that sit-ups, just for example, is going to spot fat reduce on their tummy. I wish! Um, that's That'd not great. People wish it, not for me, but um, however, if that person really likes that, my journey with that person is to make sure that in the session they get everything that they need. Yeah. Um, but they also get the experience that they want. And if that means the sit-ups or if it means that they're the person that you said, you know, that was CrossFit and they want to get that lactic acid, they want to get that competition element. I need to make sure that that's in there for them. But going back to the spot fat reduction, I may well be 
educating them subtly over time, saying things like, why don't you do your sit-ups at home before you get here? That way, every penny you spend with me in here is of value, or I can, you know, I can I can give you added things, those things you can do on your on your own. So I think it's always important to respect where your client or where your student is in their journey and never impose you know uh, things on them even if I've read something on research you know and I could be wrong I could have missed something and so it's always good to be open um but I think that that that's a an important factor as a mentor um what are what are some of the biggest kind of puzzles that that trainers are going through today as you work with them um, well, obviously, at the moment, we're wor- there's a lot of people that are worried about what's going to happen over the next 12 months as prices change. Um, but in the same light, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised because, you know, when you offer a service, people will want that feeling. And um, I think be confident in that, but also to have other products available. So some of the things that we've tweaked is if you are a personal trainer, rather than just specializing in personal training, have another product option that might be small group training or group exercise training, because that way, rather than losing a client and devaluing your product, please don't do that. Please remember your worth. Um, but just say, if this isn't working out for you at this time, you know, I, I, I'm still here. You can come into the group session or you can come into the group exercise with me. So having a bit of a hybrid model, I think, is something that is really, really useful. Um, You know, also give yourself time out as well just to reflect, uh, because we can get sort of bogged down into our business and getting on and, you know, take your time off at Christmas enjoy it and if people don't start to come bashing on your door until the end of January don't stress about it you know just make sure that you use those old-fashioned uh connection skills and and message your clients wish them happy Christmas all of those things and and reach out to those people that have supported you and said hey I could really do with your help do you know anybody that may want to train with me or even at group session so those sort of things going going forward I love that. And um, as um, a mentor and as a coach, you have a couple of ways that you connect with people. I want to give you an opportunity to speak about what you have to offer for anybody that's listening that may be able to benefit from what you have to offer as a service. Well, if uh, anybody wants to reach out to me, you can get hold of me, uh, Joanne Groves, uh, on every medium tick tock for the more sort of scary larry dancey stuff um but i want to see i want to see your scary larry dancing now <laughs> uh, I'm, i don't have your moves i don't think um but you know i try i try and uh, that's where i i do some classes and you know i really do uh in that space make movement fun so all through Christmas I do this whole little thing where uh, I get caught in different places normally my heels because I don't normally get to be wearing heels so I'm in lycra the whole time so for Christmas you always catch me in strange places in nice outfits (laughs) or or fun outfits doing doing weird things but there we go um but uh you can get (laughs) 
in on Instagram, Joanne Groves, but the O of Groves is a zero on there. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's just the only only difference there. And then uh, on the Faster website, which is Faster Health and Fitness, uh, you can join me for a 12-week program called Motor Skill Application Specialist. It's an amazing program. Uh, and we take people from being new to the industry or having experience in the industry, wherever you are. And we start off and we look at what makes a workout popular, those people on Instagram that are holding space. Uh, and we look at workouts and then we look at how we can improve those workouts. We go into um, stimulus, emotion um, and feelings. And we look at pain, you know, all of those sorts of things, as well as a deep dive into biomechanics. Uh, and so then we start to rebuild it, but rebuild it all with a program design, how to use any piece of kit, uh, whether you're assisting or resisting a movement, uh, but ultimately putting it together in this business experience, in this program experience, because ultimately I want people to get more referrals and repeat business at the end of it. Um, so you get the business side, uh, but it's very much product based, but I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving you the tools to find out what's best for you. So it changes every time. Yeah. Cause, cause we're, it's organic. Everything changes all the time in, you know, and you know, how important is it? Cause I, I get this question a lot as a, as you know, my product here on my radio and I, I bring people from all walks of life because it's about everything. I'm like, why is there a fitness instructor on there? I'm like, because it's important. How important is movement and exercise? How truly important is it in, in the passion that you are for everybody to be able to have this conversation in their life? Well, I mean, we're living on average, um, you know, a lot longer. Uh, was it, is it, I think we've, um, I'm trying to think of the figures now, is it 10 years on average longer, uh, but it's only 10 months of extra quality of life we're giving so it's that that we want to work on increasing that quality of life that we have and to to actually move more um but that also reminds me one of the other things I do is I have a program that I work on called digital presenter which oh. is not just myself it's me and a guy called Mariano who's a um a film director and John Hardy, who is the founder of Faster. And we've come together uh, and uh, we have Alison Graham also on there and she takes care of shots. So she looks at the positions your camera should be in for your building your content. I'm there with my acting background, looking at voice, all of that sort of thing and, and how to get famous uh, and build your network. Uh, and we, we look at building stories. Just It's just an amazing because we get the opportunity to take the fitness hat off and create scripts, build scripts and look at whether we put that out on TikTok, Instagram, because we never knew that we were going to be content creators you know, we just thought we were going to be fitness trainers, but um, you everything's content. I know, right? right? So it's like, yeah, it's so cool that you said that because that's what a lot of people will say. I am a this. I'm not like what they call them, the, 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 the kids that are out there doing everything. They're like, I'm in Vegas now and I meet my Skittles and they're just having a good time. And they're influencers, but you have to be a content creator no matter what you're doing today. Yeah. If you want people to buy your stuff. You got to be on Instagram. You got to be doing it in a way that's going to capture people's attention. 
and drive them to click the button. Well, absolutely. And I think the fitness industry can learn a lot from the influencers uh, because they've been doing a great job at getting people moving. They have. You know, Um, and so if we can combine that and, you know, raise the the level of the, the education from the fitness industry, if we can raise that level and connect with those influencers, I think it's really powerful. I love that. And I always look at the clock and go, time flies when you're having fun. We've been together and we've been talking about your process and I'm so excited to have had you on here. I want to give you a moment to give, you know, give your, your final two minutes of why this is important, why somebody should reach out to you so that you can influence them and mentor them to greatness. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's a very hard, hard thing to say. Um, but for me, if there is anybody out there that just wants to be able to talk to someone that will listen, uh, then I'll be there because it's not about rocket science, but some things to some people can be quite a big deal, whether that's putting together a program, uh, knowing which energy system you're going for, knowing how long you should be training a muscle at a particular point, or how do you put a post together, uh, or how do I just charge some money for it? If you want someone that's not going to say you've got to do it like X, Y, Z, but he's going to help you with that process so you have that confidence, then get in touch because uh, that's my passion to give you that power and that voice. I encourage you to reach out to Joanne. Um, I love her energy. I'll be talking to you again, my dear, because it was so much fun meeting you. And I'm here in California and I do go to some of these events. So we're going to have to stay in touch because- Oh, I'd love that. Are you going to be there in July in LA? Definitely, yes. I'm probably going to be at the July event. So um, I- Well, come I, and do my sessions. Uh-oh, come and do my sessions. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been such a thrill uh, connecting with you. And I'm looking forward to building- a stronger connection and who knows maybe I'll get off my duff and fly out to Wimbledon and we could have tea together in Wimbledon I'm dying to get out there (laughs) that would be amazing and you'd be always welcome thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure have a fantastic day everybody thank you for coming by and visiting with us and we'll talk to you later bye-bye bye-bye bye-bye